My name is Sammy, and welcome to my podcast. Today, I was thinking about getting away from the Dr. Seuss and actually starting a chapter book with you guys. And the chapter book I'm going to be reading today is Once and Future. This time, Excalibur chooses her. Written by Amy Rose Capetta and Corey McCarthy. I'm only going to read chapter one, and it's going to be one chapter each episode. And so if you want to hear my chapter book, series this is it let's begin chapter one lost and found ari was hiding out in the middle ages the rubber knight costume she wore squeaked with each movement and smelled like her brother before he'd embraced deodorant this is a weird secret spot okay ari says through the slits of the visor on the knight's helmet she stiffly turned to take in the glass cases bursting with period drama Mannequins in night regalia, sweating horses, and piercing swords. Off to the side, hook-nosed and formidable, was a lone figure labeled Merlin. It's the best old earth myth, Kay muttered, going over the grocery list on his watch. Don't you remember our classes on Lionel? Arthur was the one true king who saved his people from the Dark Ages. He gave a voice to all, righted the wrongs, made a round table. Round? So that no single person would be at the head. An equal voice for all. An equal voice for all. Plus, he's the only true king. Sounds like delicious hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Kay blew out an annoyed breath. No one comes in here, Ari. It is a good secret spot. Ari let him have that one, reminding herself that while his place felt like a harmless museum in a forgotten wing of a giant giant floating mall, it was also ground zero for the Merker Company. The Starship Heritage was a galactic corporation's flagship, teaming with associates who would arrest her as soon as sell her a souvenir. She teetered back around in a stiff suit to face her brother. How did you ever train in this thing at night camp without peripheral vision? Knights don't need peripheral vision. They need chivalry. Ari snorted so hard her visor flew up. Case smacked it back down. And the ability to realize when they should not draw attention to themselves? Really? That plague over there says chivalry gave birth to toxic masculinity, which cost old earth a few millennials of bull patriarchy. Are you seriously picking fights right now? Kay asked. You've got to lie low. I've got to get supplies. Don't make to- yeah, sorry. Don't make me wish I left you on error. You couldn't. Marker is doing random spot checks in the parking docks. I could have left you stuffed in a trunk. The patrols would look there. Her big brother picked up her rubber-gloved hand and slapped a coin in it. Go, over there. Let me think, will you? He pointed to a telescope by the nearest window. Ari's weak walk toward it. Toward it. She dropped the coin in the slot and pushed up the visor, enough to peer out at the main attraction on Heritage, Merker's most popular shopping and tourist destination, The View. 
Ari squinted through the telescope. Up close, old Earth was downright puny, only a few thousand miles from the planet, and she could not figure out who so, who, what was so sacred. She zoomed in, and the blue and white marble revealed green-brown clumps. When Kay stomped over on his mag boots, she asked, Is that all the land? Can't be. There were ice caps in its heyday, Kay said. Less water, more land. Cradle of civilization. My butt. Hey, her brother grinned at her, a manacle desperate. Oh my god, just listen to me. Look, keep your eyes down, okay? That planet means a lot to most people. Ari glanced at the crowds just outside of the museum wing, taking in Oldworth from the observation deck. The space rats were easy enough to rub elbows with, even if they were over emotional at the sight of the retired planet. They were like they were like hay, born on ships and tailored in patchwork flight suits. The other humans, the crisp, smooth, elite Merker Company patrons, were more unnerving. And Ari, she didn't belong to either camp. Kay eyed a pair of mall cops in stark white marker uniforms as they made their rounds. Help me finish the list. We need to get out of here. He pushed his silvery gray hair from his scalp and it arched damply over his brown. He, her brother was doing what he always did under pressure, thinking with his stomach. Did you like those protein preservers, the garlicky ones, they they made your breath stink up the entire ship for days. So, three cases. Ari said I'd, Ari side-eyed him. And he added plus breath mints and for the cake, cho- cake chocolate this year. I didn't need a cake, Kay. Ten years is a big deal. I vote chocolate. I eat most of it. Anyway, Kay hadn't even glanced out the window. Old Earth was old Old Earth was old hat to Ari's adoptive brother. He he'd been on board her her heritage a bunch of times as a kid and claimed to be over the view. Still, whenever their provisions ran low, Kay set course for their exact starship, no matter how far away they were. How many times did you come here with with our parents? Salt wounds, he gruffed, confirming Ari's theory that his place reminded him of better times before his moms had taken in Ari and they'd all had to start dodging Merker. Ari turned her telescope to the Moly Crater moon. Unlike Old Earth, it had been overrun by domed colonies named after ancient vehicular gods. Each one featured its name and mascot in gray glowing letters. Even from the distance, a neon ram's head charged through a wall over and over the letters Dodge blinking. Hey, we should stop there on our way out, she said, pointing to the overrun moon with its billboards more brilliant than stars. Live shows, dance halls, oxygen bars, something called an Elvis. What's the last, when's the last time we went dancing, Kay? Kay snaps his fingers in front of the telescope, and for a second the automatic focus zoomed in dizzily and gave her a view of the powder granules of orange cheese from his favorite tortilla chips. Ari lifted her eyes, watching a drop of sweat travel down Kay's cheek and his scruffy chin. 
Stop sweating. They'll think you're sick or hiding a secret. Catching it in the medieval times section. Hilarious, Ari. Truly. Kay wiped his face with his forearm. Tell me, you, tell me, are you able to stop your body from sweating on command? Ari squinted. I haven't tried. Maybe. Look, don't move from this spot while I pick up our supplies. Don't talk to a soul, and if you must, lie, Ari. I want you speaking eloquent, exquisite, capitalistic lies. Repeat after me. Marker is my king, my god, my salvation. I love to shop till I drop. Ari's lips pruned. She'd make herself sick uttering some nonsense. I'll stay put. He put his hands on her shoulders. Worry folded his adorably brutish forehead into lines. If something goes weird, run. Take off in er error. Don't wait. Promise? I got it, Kay. She said, slipping past promises she'd never keep. Ari clapped Kay's shoulder before he headed out of the museum exhibit and down the stairs that led to the heart of the mall. Ari moved to the balcony to watch him go, taking in the mall taking in a bird's eye view of bleached consumerism. The ceramic tiled walls and floor were white, so were the identical markers storefronts. The symbols for groceries, for grocery, pharmacy, clothes, and spaceship hardware among the most visible. Worst of all, even the light powered, powering from the lofted ceiling was blinding and pale. The king the kind she couldn't look straight into without wincing, which was exactly what Marker wanted. Don't look at us looking at you, I remembered her nerves prickling. She, could, she couldn't blame Kay for sweating in this place. The Marker Company didn't mess around. Ten years ago, the Marker Company placed a barrier around Planet Ketch, sealing everyone in. Their response to the Ketchens, who had begun speaking out against the company monopoly train. Not even communication could pass through. The Marker Company co proclaimed that the Ketchens had become hostile, that they were bad for the economy and therefore must be walled off. Marker had become more than just a greedy corporation with a monopoly on goods and services for the entire galaxy. They were the galaxy. They controlled everything from people, food, to healthcare, to the freaking government. Around the same time that Ketch got walled off, Kay's mom found, found seven-year-old Ari abandoned, starved afloat in a piece of space trash. They're, they'd taken her in, loved her. They'd, homed, they'd even tried to find a way to get her through the barrier and back home to Ketch, and gotten arrested in the process. That was three years ago when Ari was 14, and there hadn't been any words since. They could have died in a Merker prison or on a factory plant. Kay said not knowing was the easiest part. That was his favorite lie. Welcome to Heritage Mall. Ari managed not to show. The words came from the image of the Merced Company CEO, known only as the administrator, whose bust was now projected above her watch screen. We're so glad you could join us today on Heritage. All pilgrimages to Old Earth are awarded with a 20% discount on souvenirs and government documents. The man's blank eyes and digital smooth skin hinted at intrigue, explicit knowledge, and caustic mischief. Ari wondered if he looked that way to everyone or just her. Whether you're in the market for a keepsake pebble from terra firma, or a quickie divorce, the Mercer Company is at your service. The administrator's face disappeared. Ari swore inside her smelly rubber night suit and silenced her watch. 
It's just the pop-up ad she monitored herself. He's not actually on this starship. It's just an ad. Look, my sweets, a knight, an elderly couple swept into the middle-aged display as swift as a pair of roaches. They were on top of, their, of her in a moment, groping her suit all up in her personal space. Hey, she shouted, no touching. Unfazed, the old man with dyed dark hair held up his watch. Can I take your picture with my wife? We honeymooned on Lionel more than 50 solar cycles ago, back when the planet was much more Mercer friendly. You understand. The sprightly old lady posed on Ari's arm, and all of a sudden, Ari was seeing spots from a brilliant bang of lights. What the spotlight flash erases all shadows and lines digitally before the picture is even taken. The woman chuckled. It's a, it is a bit bright. Take mine now, though. Take mine now, the elderly man yelled, handing off the watch to his wife, ripping Ari and repeating the blind by luminescence. Now, let's do one with the sword. Ari snuck a fist inside her helmet to rub her stinging irises while he pulled her toward the only display in the museum that wasn't rubbed off. A golden bejeweled sword stuck out of a stone in the center of the fake cowl courtyard. Its handle was worn with smudged and dirty fingerprints. Gross. How many people had yanked on it since the last time it has been cleaned? Give it a tug. I'll stand by in act surprise. Like, oh, heaven, we got ourselves a new King Arthur. He shouted. Ari sighed and gripped the handle. At least the galaxy worth of germs was only getting on Kay's old rubber armor. When the flash shattered the air once again, she gave the sword a heartless tug. It didn't budge. Sorry, pal. Looks like we are stuck in the dark ages. He waved her words away like they were annoying liberal shatters and beckoning for his wife to come over. Now you take our picture, he ordered. Ari held out her hand for their seriously large watch while they got into, in position. Her eyes caught the platinum diamond on the back that denoted elite marker status. She sh- the shining proof that this piece of tech had access to data that most people did not. How easy would it be to type a few words and find out what kept both Kay and her awake in the endless night of deep space? Ari glanced at the couple. They were discussing who should stand where, dissolving into a full-on argument. Can I check out the photos you've taken? Sure, hon, the woman said. She elbowed her husband out of the way in order to give the sword her own series of entitled tugs. Ari opened up the universe wide web and typed in the search bar. She didn't think about what kind of alarms might fly up when she entered her adoptive mother's name. She didn't care. She could. She would give anything to hand case and answers. A bandage for their wounds. Besides, what were the odds that Marker was watching this particular platinum account at this exact moment? She tapped enter and the Marker company and emblems spun lazily before blinking wide open and information on her parents' arrest. It listed their names, date of birth, planet or spaceship of birth, and their joint status. Incarcerated, deceased, blank. They're still alive, Ari breathed, hardly believing it. She clicked on location, but a flaring red, red light darkened the screen. Ari dropped the watch, spun on her long legs, and ran from the blinking warning. Remain stationary. Mercer Associates are coming to assist you. And Ari ripped off the night costume and slid into the command chair on air. 
She put her feet flat on to she put her feet flat to the metal grating of the floor and engaged the ankle lock on her mad boots, hauling the crisscrossing safety belt across her chest. She pulled it more taut than usual, only loose enough to breathe and barely that. Kay appeared in a flash of sweaty fear, his watch still buzzing from the alarm Ari had sent. He locked in lording over the control panel. His freak his friend his frantically moving frantically moving fingers there we go tickled against ours anxiety a tally running over ever higher against them if this were a normal takeoff Kay would have wandered into the cockpit five minutes after their present present hour still in his boxers and clutching a mildly poisonous energy drink this was entirely too reminiscent of the last time they'd run from Merker after their parents' arrest. Kay pressed the anchor release once twice once twice before hammering it with his fist. An echoing bang announced that their tiny lifeboat of a ship had disengaged from the mall parked parking dock. He wasted no time in gearing up the thrusters, pushing towards the bumper to bumper lane of compact spaceships waiting to pass through the parking booth. Don't suppose you pay for parking at the kiosk on your way out, Ari said with a badly timed chuckle. Kay groaned and hit the accelerator. They shot over the lane of ships over the security bar at the parking booth. The alarms blazed and he hit the max throttle. Ari and Kay could have been mirror images of each other, leaning forward, staring at the small mouth of an exit, willing it to say open long enough to blast through. They were both holding their breath until they burst out of the parking area and into the black of space. That was the end of chapter one. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it was a bit confusing and sorry because there were some big words I didn't know how to pronounce. Sorry for that. And yeah, um, the question of the day will is what book are you currently reading now? And remember, you don't have to tell me. You don't have to like video message me or anything. You just have, you can just think about it all. You can just think about an answer in your head or ask some one of your friends what it was. It's a question. I hope you enjoyed the reading of chapter one of one in the future. And yeah, I'll see you. Um, have a I hope you had or have a good day because I don't know when you're listening to this. And yeah, bye.